Alrighty, welcome to another edition of Super Kicking with Stephen right here. Your favorite host, Stephen A1181. The Greg one over there, rocking his Charger jersey. Is that a LaDainian Tomlinson jersey? Yes, it is. Got to break out charged. the legends for the first game. And they're playing right now. Yep, we're currently beating the Raiders 17-10. to 10. Just gave the Raiders the uh, ball in the second half, and they went down and promptly scored a touchdown. So okay. that's not good, but they've been looking good so far. So good. I'm going to yeah, keep it up. I forgot this time is usually when they're playing, since they're, yeah, on the West Coast time. So. Uh, yeah, my well. Colts got a tie. That's all we got to say about that. Wow. We have a few stuff to talk up, Greg, for wrestling-wise. So um, I kind of just put the um, recaps of last week. Uh, any thoughts on the Clash of the Castle? I think some of the surprises was Seth beating Riddle. Uh, I believe you did call it straight up that uh, Roman would win with the help of, or no, you called Dominic to join. Uh, we've been mm -hmm. calling for Solo to join, and it finally came through. So uh, any thoughts kind of big picture-wise on anything, Greg, as far as Clash of the Castle? Uh, I like the way it turned out. Uh, it was the right thing to do just going with a handful of matches and making them all mean something, giving them all plenty of time uh, to tell the story and, you know, really endear itself to the crowd. And I think they delivered, they really, really delivered. Um, the, you know, bringing out Solo the way you did and giving him that huge spotlight was perfect. Um, and then, you know, the dominate turn, we've been forecasting it for a while. And uh, that finally happened. And I like the way they've done that, too. Um, it's been the, the slowest of burns with that happening, but it's finally going down. Um, Walter and Walter Gunther and Seamus stole the show. Yeah. Uh, um, that was an epic match. Uh, loved everything about it. Just the old, uh, not F what the FTR used to be in WWE, their old gimmick, no flips, just fists. That's pretty much what it was for that match. And we were here for it. It was awesome. Um, loved the fans putting over Bailey and seeing her reaction is, you know, this is not supposed to happen. And they're singing. The Bailey song tour, the way they did in NXT. Um, you know, when you go into a, a new country, you know, all bets are off. They could be on any side of the fence that you, that you can, that's possible. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're not supposed to be rooting for Bailey, but it was a big old love fest for Bailey. And I love seeing that because you saw it caught her off guard, it caught everybody off guard. And uh, it changed the dynamic of the match. So everything had its own unique spin to it, um, including the Seth and Riddle match. So, you know, kudos up and down the card to everybody. And, you know, I'm not mad at anything that happened that night. Uh, Seamus getting a nice face turn, too, especially if you consider kind of the reaction they got even on Friday night. So kind of interesting that now, you know, maybe Seamus and the brawling group 
uh, might be kind of a fake trio if they were. But uh, and apparently we were not supposed to see the end with Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury um, singing. Uh, what did they sing? They sang American Pie and Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> I guess you know. It, yeah, that, I saw that too. That that wasn't supposed to be seen on TV. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, "What in the here. world is this?" Well. Somebody forgot to turn off the feed, I guess, but oh well. So uh, I, I don't really know why Tyson Fury punched out through our theory. Tyson Fury touched out theory. Uh, didn't really seem to make much sense there, but hey, it got Tyson Fury on TV. So. There we go. <laughs> um, how about Worlds Collide? Probably uh, not. Maybe pretty, I think pretty deadly getting the win over all those teams was a surprise. Uh, Mandy Rose got the, all the titles. Rob Breaker got all the titles. Uh, so NXT UK kind of ate it on the, ate it on the lips there, uh, Greg, even though we thought, you know, you might kind of split it down the middle. But, um, yeah, Mandy and Braun are their, their people going forward, it sounds like. Yeah, we pretty much figured that's the way it was going to go. With Mandy and Braun retaining, um, pretty deadly, deadly gets to represent the UK side. Um, you know, they've only been over on the main NXT roster for a few months. Yeah. So they're still pretty much UK guys. Um, so they get to carry the flag there. Um, Love the match with Breaker and Tyler Bate. Like I said, I thought that uh, Breaker was going to win, but I really wanted Tyler Bate to get the win. Um, but excellent match. But I think the, the match stole the show was Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes. Uh, that match was amazing, and uh, I would love to see more of that. That was uh, it set the bar really high, and I don't think the rest of the card caught up to it. But you know, give me give me some more matches with those two because. That was the barn burner start to show off. And after that, you know, you couldn't turn away and, you know, Don't forget ignore the rest. How about that? <laughs> David True. Kemp ends up being the, the, the mole, as it were. Uh, but we'll see how that, maybe him and Roderick just team together for a bit until they decide, you know, what they want to do with Roderick, if they want to keep him around, or um, maybe Bobby Fish. Wants to make a, a reappearance now that he's free and has had right. plenty to say about CM Punk, <laughs> as it were. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of All Out, uh, here's the winners. <laughs> There's a ton of matches to talk about. Uh, you know, Swerve Our Glory picks up a win. Uh, Christian Cage picks up a win. Thanks to Luchasaurus, So. AW did get that right. They realized they had they you had to keep Luchasaurus with Christian Cage for the time being, you know. So that was a nice little swerve. Uh, we probably saw the end of Malachi Black uh, in AW, I believe. Haven't, haven't seen that official, but that's kind of the the writing there. The Elite pick up a win, but we saw that um, they are no longer the trios champions. We saw CM Punk pick up a win. But he is no longer the AEW champion, which we'll get into. Don't you worry, Greg. Uh, that is coming soon. Uh, the Joker picks up the win. Thanks to Stokely Hathaway. 
Um, and then we see that the Joker is actually MJF. So nice little payday probably for MJF for the time being. And going forward, is there any doubt, Greg, MJF probably should be champion sooner rather than later? No, no doubt at all. Doubted about it. Uh, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And, you know, now he's come back like a conquering hero. But uh, he's going to have some work to do to get his, you know, face or actually the, the heel that runs the play's status back. Yeah. Um, that promo he did on uh, Wednesday was the start step in the right direction. But uh, was happy to see that go down. Um, enjoyed the whole card. There was a whole lot of matches that kind of drug on a little bit, but uh, there was some some things I didn't expect. You know, especially the acclaim getting over the way they did, and that match with Swerve and Our Glory was off the chain. Part of the part of it being uh, how great the wrestling was. But also hearing how the fans were just so into it. And uh, you could tell that that energy fed off. Uh, they fed off that energy and uh, made the match even better. And those false finishes, you know, each one you felt like, okay, they're really going to win it. And then when uh, Swerve ends up winning, you know, the, kind of feel the deflation happening because we all felt it. And so, you know, props for them for the fantastic storytelling with that match and with the rise of the acclaim. Uh, it was like I was saying when they were doing the program with the Gun Brothers that uh, it's a nice little side quest, you know, not taken away from the main event picture or the main uh, people in the show. But it's a nice little thing to build up, um, you know, the next generation, like the Gun Club and the Acclaimed and all the younger guys. And this is what what happens. You know, you get that slow build, you get them that exposure, you give them an interesting little gimmick like the scissor, scissor me uh, thing that got going on and it's caught fire. And it was done it organically, it's happened you know, slowly but surely, and now it's exploded. And now you get something like an awesome match like we saw there. Um, that was probably one of the most impressive things that I saw in the whole show um, with that match to, and the way Claim got over. There's nothing to swerve in our glory. I just, you know, we had the Swerve's house that was, like, kicking. But, you know, Keith Lee, I mean, he's great in the ring, and... I mean, I, I hate it because, you know, they always say, well, you know, does he need a character? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, right? You can't just, you know, like Daniel Garcia, when he first started, like they had to finally give him something. Or where were you to, you know, you can't always just rely on good work in the ring and then, you know, talking eloquently outside the ring. Like, there's got to be a little something there, I would think, but. Uh, right. What about Malachi? Was, Sorry, go ahead. And then we'll jump to Malachi Black for a minute. Uh, and I was thinking it's almost like a double turn happened during the match yeah. where, you know, Swerve and Keith Lee came out as the favorites and the acclaim gets the acclaim type of reaction. But as the match went on, people really uh, went from 
about a 50-50 crowd over to 80-20 in the favor of the acclaimed while um, Swerving Our Glory started getting booed for everything they were doing in the ring. So it was almost like a double turn happened during the match. So that was another interesting facet that happened as that match was unfolding. What about Malachi Black? I'm, I'm guessing he takes some time off. And, I mean, is he going to end up back in WWE soon? I'd say so. Why else would he be asking for his release? He has a great thing happening with the uh, House of Black. I love his presentation. Um, I will say I wish he'd stayed more solo uh, because his his solo entrance was amazing. Um his presentation and everything, and he's gone from being a featured solo performer to, you know, having a faction, which is fine, and the faction's been looking great. Uh, I like the pieces they brought in for him, but apparently he's not happy with it, and, you know, we don't know what happens behind the scenes as far as his reasoning, but uh, you'd assume he wants more individual shine and... Now that you see Triple H back in charge over in WWE, you know, this could be as good a reason as any to know he's going to get painted in the right light. He's going to get to, you know, be featured the way he was in NXT. And, um, you know, his his character's not going to get all screwed up the way it was under the Vince McMahon era uh, when he came up to the main roster. So those could all be reasons why he's, you know, on the way out the door, from what I saw, it was like a conditional release. And usually Tony Khan doesn't do conditional releases. So maybe there is a uh, 30, 60, 90, whatever it is, day non-compete before he gets to show up on another program. But, you know, you have to figure if he's not going to stay in AEW, it's got to be back to WWE. Maybe Selena gets back on TV with him somehow, give her a little fresh character as well. Um, that could be something, you know, let them work together for a bit. I know married couples, you know, whatnot, like, seem forced, but she needs something to do, too, so who knows? Maybe it could kind of give her something different to do. So. Um, well, Greg, what do we want to talk about? Uh, this CM Punk Young Bucks drama is definitely... This is going to be a Dark Side of the Ring episode one of these days. Pardon <laughs> the looks a bit, but uh, the, the big thing right now is the Young Bucks are suspended, Brandon Cutler suspended, Kenny Omega suspended, um, Ace Steel possibly, don't know what's up with CM Punk, everybody's lost their titles, uh, what else? Uh, punches were possibly thrown, dogs were possibly carried out of the room to protect them. Uh, what else? There was chairs thrown, there was fighting, there was hair pulling. I mean, it's... And then to come on top of it, Greg, the comments made by Punk off the media scrum are apparently premeditated in a way. Like, <laughs> he's been thinking this stuff and wanted to talk it out. So, that would give you the idea of, like, people, now that the people who, you know, are... It's a work, it's a work, that really gives them that fuel to the fire, but... I don't think that <laughs> you make those type of comments to start a media scrum in the back. You know, start a little scrum in the back. So, uh, if there was ever a time 
you know, that AEW's got to come together. It's got to be now. Uh, you know, it's just, yes, you go through growing pains, Greg, but I don't know if WWF at the time ever had growing pains like this or else we don't hear about it. But, you know, uh, or WCW, uh, you know, ECW. I don't know, ECW guys probably fought in the back all the time. We probably just didn't hear it because <laughs> those were some uh, testy guys. But uh, this is a... You know, we've been saying that there's just been this weird aura around AEW for, what, the past couple months. And this does not help things. And, you know, in the next year, when the Young Bucks contract's up, when Kenny Omega's up, maybe when the Hangman Page is up, it's going to be very interesting, 2025, Greg, MJF up. <laughs> Why, where could the scene be? Because uh, you got to think, in the next year or so, Triple H in charge, if, you know, Things are cooking. I mean, who's to say the Young Bucks don't want to do a small, you know, a lighter schedule, you know, get that guaranteed money, really have their family set if they're, you know, not already there already. But it's, I don't know, Greg, this, this, there's definitely a risk in the ranks. And Jericho's probably going to step up in the back. Moxley's probably going to step up. But I don't think Moxley's. I don't think Moxley necessarily wants to be in that role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. other than that, though, you know, maybe Christopher Daniels, who's kind of an un... <laughs> I think he seems to be somebody who could maybe be in the middle. Maybe Samoa Joe. You know, there's guys back there, Greg, that I think can... They're going to have to bridge these gaps because obviously there's a big rift between CM Punk and, unfortunately, it sounds like everybody. I don't know who's on CM Punk's side anymore. Uh, and that... And that's what I think the biggest thing is. Like, if this is his last run, man, what a sucky way to go out. You know, not that the first run was any better. I don't know if this would be any, I don't know if this would be any better. Like, this is probably a worse way to have all this, you know, kind of aura surrounding you, like, you know, just the way that he's been viewed. Uh, give me your thoughts. Where are we going with all this? Yeah, for some reason that AEW is looking like a rudderless ship right now, and um, Punk has been kind of the the captain of this rudderless ship. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, and it's starting to hit that iceberg, and that iceberg may be Punk's ego. And this has been old hat for him. He he had this reputation in WWE. He had this reputation in pretty much every other program he's been in every other company and now it's starting to surface again you know he's just over a year back in the game and um when he came back and he was doing you know the the victory lap and we were wondering how long is happy punk going to last and he's so much better when he's angry punk and now it's starting to show you know angry punk is coming out and he's you know, going into business for himself, doing things like, you know, calling out Hangman Page when Hangman Page isn't, either isn't there or isn't slotted to come out and respond and uh, making your homegrown talent look bad. And now this, you know, getting into a fist fight with the Young Bucks and, you know, the EVPs and pretty much the locker room is banding together against him. So, you know, you have the one, 
you can still consider Punk the megastar in the room, you know, as far as being the one that everybody knows or the one who's um, has the most star power. In the, if you look at it in comparison to the Bucks and Kenny, and that they're indie stars. Um, here in the U.S., they're not as big a name as CM Punk is. And you can tell that when he came back and how big a response he got. So, you know, it's Punk and everybody else. And he's the one who is uh, the center of all the attention and all this division. And now the locker room is getting toxic. And now WWE is looking like a much better place to be until you get this cancer out of the locker room. And you didn't think Punk would be the cancer this time around, but that's how it's looking. So it's a shame that it's going down like that because with him in the mix, throwing him in with all these great wrestlers AEW has, you could be printing money for years and years and years, and now it's self-destructing. So it's really a shame that it's all starting to happen like that. Does it have to end up with him? Really? Looks like it. I mean, how is he going to make amends with everybody for the way he's acted, for the stuff he said in the press conference? You know, not like he wasn't naming names. He was calling out everybody. And, um, you know, how do you make that right? Because, you know, that heat's still going to be very hot and you know, behind the scenes, you know, in the locker room. So, and you know how these backstage stories carry over into on screen. Um, those guys that are getting called out, getting, you know, run down by him are going to want their their receipts. And so how are they going to handle that? How is he going to handle that? So the only, the easiest way to push or get all this, hers is to get rid of punk and um, I don't see a way he can save himself this time unfortunately then you then you almost wonder like where does he go <laughs> um, I, you know I, I'm sure there would be options out there but I would think wrestling wise that has to be the end I can't imagine yeah. you know <laughs> I don't I don't think because if he goes back you know if he's trying to knock on WWE's door does that just show like Oh, you're just crawling back there. So it's like, and then he's smarter than that. And so. it's not like he and Triple H had a great relationship yeah. anyway. No. They had a very contentious relationship too. So now maybe Paul think, Heyman uh, could be the voice of reason there. You know, true. So, I mean, but yeah. So, uh, what about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, WWE bound in 2025 possibly? With any. Any odds you put on that? Is it 50-50? I love it more higher? now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it more now than I did two months ago because of the uh, the Triple H era change. Um, if Vince McMahon was in, in charge, I would be like, no freaking way. I want to see that. But with Triple H in charge, I would love to see it. I mean, who wouldn't love to see the Young Bucks against the Usos or Young Bucks against a New Day or 
there's dream matches just waiting to happen um, to bring the Young Bucks in. You know, put the Young Bucks at WrestleMania. Holy crap, let's do that. Um, same thing with Kenny. You know, I would you talk about a guy who can who can beat Roman Reigns heads up. That guy. Um, you have faith that uh, he's not going to be brought in. They're going to change his name and they're going to change his look. And, you know, he's still going to be Kenny Omega. And everybody in WWE is going to know who he is. Um, and now you have another main event guy, um, you know, just waiting to take over. Um, it took it took a minute for me to get used to Kenny because I'd never seen him before, before AEW. And uh, I just think it's going to be kind of the same way for the WWE fan that doesn't watch AEW. And I know there's a lot of them yeah. um, to to get used to his style, his uh, the way he presents himself and things like that. But nobody's better at these presentations than WWE, from the vignettes to um, how they drop these matches, things like that. And with Triple H, letting these guys go and trusting them to, uh, you know, work together and put together these great matches and not be so uh, micromanaged that uh, I have total faith that when Kenny comes in, that uh, he'd still be as amazing as he is now, if not more so, and he'd be an instant megastar. So and Kevin Owens being their inside guy there too, you know the Young Bucks, Matt Rushmore, <laughs> uh, right. who knows? So, uh, and I think it was Triple H who kind of did the talking to the Young Bucks when that whole, you know, there was those discussions possibly. So, you know, who's to say Triple H isn't, <laughs> you know, tampering right now, as it were, behind the scenes, but. Um, I guess the biggest thing is, you know, what would they want? Because, <laughs> you know, do they do they still want, you know, creative control? Do they want this? I mean, I I say give it to them, but you know how WWE works. We don't always know if you mm-hmm. can just give that to them. So, you know, in a year or two, it it'll be very interesting to see the landscape of yeah, wrestling. Or to say, or you know, does if you get rid of Punk, does AEW somehow rally behind the Young Bucks? And, you know, that keeps them there. And you can see Triple H is loosening the rules. He's taken out a lot of the restrictions that uh, Vince had in place. And the guys are, everything you see on screen has been, you know, more easy, more, um, you know, more natural. Mm -hmm. The storylines make sense. There's a lot that's come together in a very short time that uh, he's been in charge and you know you wondered if there would be a real difference there has been a very real difference so with all that plus you know them going up to a tv 14 rating um you know the guys are getting to be the guys now and it's not just you know guys who are just there to sell action figures and um, do endorsement spots so you know, they're, they're putting the realism back in there and putting the wrestling back into professional wrestling and starting to u- use those terms again. So um, I love it, and they need to keep doing it. And with Triple H in charge, I have no doubt they will. 
especially if you think TV contract deals could be up in 2024, 2025, but who's to say, you know, I'm Warner, TNT, TBS don't think, okay, <laughs> you know, where do we want to go with this? So definitely going to be an interesting time and just, just a sucky way, though, like to end such a high weekend. <laughs> you know, like yeah. really, like we said, really strong matches, really good cards, and just a good aura of wrestling. And then, you know, you hear this, and kind of funny to think, like, I never would have pictured the, the Bucks and Omega being, like, you know, but it shows that, hey, when push comes to shove, you got to defend yourself. And that's the thing, too. It's like we'll never know who threw the first punch. It's kind of like back in school, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just see the person who got the punch back. <laughs> you know, yeah. who's to say the young buck did throw the first punch? You know, who's to say Kenny Omega didn't, you know, push somebody first? But, you know, they always say it doesn't matter who threw the first one. <laughs> it's how it ends that, that you know. Yeah. This happened. This probably has to end sooner rather than later. Because, like I said, there's just that weird aura around it. So, um, yeah, and the sooner the better, because it's going to mess up all the storylines. I mean, with Punk seen. there, now you have something awesome going on with the MJF coming back. But, you know, that's going to tie things up if, if we don't know if he's staying or not. Um, same thing with Moxley. They were starting to do a Moxley-Punk thing. So is he going to be there or isn't he? Otherwise, they're going to have to pivot Moxley somewhere else. So... You know, well, for the sake of continuity, <laughs> like, yeah, they're gonna have to do do some uh, some moving to just to get the storylines to make sense. And I think they're uh, not even calling them interim champions. This, this is gonna be like the Dark Horse Armina uh, Death Triangle one on Wednesday. They're legit trios champions. They're not interim. So right, uh, Moxley's gonna be a third time champion. Um. Hmm. Because you feel like if you want somebody to beat, or you want MJF to beat somebody, or maybe you give it back to Jericho, let Jericho have a little run. Yeah, it, it makes sense, but uh, I think it made more sense to give it back to Moxley, so when he loses it to MJF. Um, you have storyline with that whole idea too, right? And it's not like he hasn't hold the title all summer. So, um, yeah, one blip in the radar, losing to Punk, and now he goes and wins it back, and now uh, it's time for the MJF storyline to breathe for a few months. So, um, you could do something like that, and then it doesn't take any shine off Moxley. You know, he did become three-time champ in the process, and then. MJF gets over bigger because he took the belt off the biggest dog in the yard, so to speak. So you can play that angle. I think it kind of sucks too. I don't know if you, I read somewhere, I don't know if you saw, but Moxie was going to take time off, which is <laughs> well deserved. Yeah. So now it's like, well, uh, sorry, baby Nora, daddy's going back. I mean, you, have, <laughs> you almost have to put all your eggs in the Moxley basket, don't you now? I mean, Carrying the company in and outside the ring. Yeah, um, pretty much. And 
from that turn look from the looks of the tournament it looks like um, the best thing they could do is put another Moxley Danielson match together because um, they're on the opposite sides of the bracket. So you know you're going to get an epic there, you know, with the title on the line. Um, so I would, that's my vote for the championship match. And then, um, you know, Moxley comes out and sets up everything with uh, MJF because they've already started planning the seed for that. Um, I'll deserve time off, though, if Moxley can get it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, definitely. I don't think it's going to be any time soon, unfortunately. Yep. So win, drop the belt in a month or two, and then you can take yeah, off and have some time. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But shout out to Death Triangle, because remember before our prediction show, that was who I wanted to win the trios titles, and it took a weird path to getting there, but well, I, I got what I wanted. Well, was on the other side, Greg. The best friends who I called out would have, I would have loved to see. So I was like, go right. figure our two, team, our two dark horses end up there. So, um, yeah, I, I thought about that too. So. That's kind of funny. But we will take a quick, let's get a couple commercial breaks because we've talked a lot. And I need to get some water in me because we've talked so much about this. So uh, let's get a couple commercial breaks and then we'll get right back into Raw. NXT and SmackDown and kind of see what they're going to go in there. And, uh, yeah, good first half hour of this show so far. Are they just going to keep getting beat down? 
Uh, well, I think uh, Beth's going to have to come in and be the neutralizer for Rhea. And then um, I know they've been throwing AJ Styles into the mix. So maybe he's the guy to uh, come out of the woodwork and even the sides. Uh, otherwise, there's not really another secondary character to throw in there that has been part of this storyline that's not already there. So and that makes sense because it's a bunch of veterans against, you know, upstart, upstart. <laughs> even though Finn is like 36 or 35 or 37, I think. So, you know. And, of course, Damian Priest is 40. So never mind that kind of. But anyway, yeah, kind of. I'm fine with that. Uh, what about Braun Strowman back in the mix, Greg? Uh, just destroying stuff. People are cheering for him, even when he tripped and missed the the running clothesline on somebody. I forget who was outside <laughs> the ring, but he kind of tripped and fell. Uh, you know, so Braun Strowman back. Uh, I think control the narrative is done. <laughs> They've already lost. Buddy Matthews, I think Alistair, you know, who else? Uh, Karen Cross is there. Um, EC3 is that EC3 is that Will Smith meme where he's just with his hands in the pocket, Craig, and uh, look at the empty room right now for his control the narrative because it's pretty much him and Austin Aries. And uh, <laughs> as much as Austin Aries was fun back in the day, he's really rubbed me the wrong way lately. So I'm good if he doesn't show back up anywhere. But Braun Strowman back. Clean shaped head, no more of that dumb whatever look he had going on. Uh, Dave Raquel Rodriguez, which I thought was interesting that she was positioned right afterwards. So uh, they will be back together on the road. But uh, what about thoughts on Braun Strowman, Greg, back in the mix of things? I'm curious to see what they're going to do with him. Um, he looks great. He looks, you know, he's really leaned out and it's not just. Uh, giant mass of flesh running around and um you know plowing people you know he looks like he really spent time off since he was released and you know got his fitness up and looking great um and you can tell because he's now coming out with no shirt on and you know muscles rippling so you know he took that time off and you know went through you know impact and whatever other little organizations went through and, you know, honed his craft and now he's back looking better than ever and, um, you know, ready to be a, a big player. So I will reserve my judgment. I hope it, what they do with him is, you know, it's good. Um, you can't have enough superstars. And so I'm going to wait and see how they, how they do it. Him and almost down the road, I would assume. That would be very nice, you know. If anybody could get almost, you know, drag a great match out of almost, it would be him. I mean, we still, I still kind of remember the Big Show Braun Strowman match that really opened our eyes to what both guys could do in the ring when you, they really wanted to. So, um, sure. That was a random main event there when Braun was really, you know, Braun was always that guy though, Greg. You kept waiting for them to put the you know, put the rocket ship on him and they kept pulling back. So we'll yeah. see if, you know, you finally, and it was too late. Uh, you know, when they did, <laughs> he's still the greatest Royal Rumble champion though. Uh, at that, at that title, still a thing. He's got that maybe sitting in the house somewhere, Greg, you know, um, with, you know, his tag team championship with Nicholas. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. random, 
random um, assortment of titles he's won. So, um, the the new tag team champions defeated Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, and they also defeated Toxic Attraction. They're going to face um, Damage Control, EO Sky, and uh, Dakota Kai next week, Greg. But I assume we see Sasha and Naomi back after that match, or during it, or before, or at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, whoever wins, you know, that's going to ruin the uh, the celebration post match because then we're going to hear their music hit and they're going to come out and the place is going to blow up and yeah. So I think we're both seeing it the same way that it's this is the week that it's going to go down. Uh, just finished up New York Fashion Week for them. Sasha looks much better, Greg, with like dark brown hair. I was kind of jealous because she actually looked pretty nice. And I kind of joked my picture with her. She did not look like herself. So I was like, come on, man. Like, now you look all normal and, you know, <laughs> attractive. And you look like an alien in my picture. But that's okay. I should probably block you on Twitter for that. Crazy, but that's okay. uh, Kevin Owens defeated Theory. What in the world are we doing with Theory? I mean, I, you know, I guess it's the usual money in the bank stuff, but. I don't know. And what are we doing with I mean, Owens at least is, you know, back to his NXT stuff, but I think Owens is going to need some sort of feud sooner rather than later as well, right? Yeah, um, but, you know, it's taking time to uh, reestablish prize fighter KO. Yeah. And, you know, people are eating it up. And, um, you know, now it's going to be time to, to get, an, get him an opponent and take it to the next level so i think that's what these last few weeks have been um we introduced prize fighter and as far as austin goes you know there's a change in philosophy with him too as far as you know the whole business man backstage thing and you know the guys getting to have their take their shots at him about you know daddy being gone and you know, reposition them a different way. So I think with Gargano coming back, that's going to be a big part of it. But that the one confusing thing from Clash at the Castle was why in the world was uh, Tyson Fury knocking him out. I mean, yeah. that made no sense at all. Um, I get that. Uh, right. Yeah. And it, even if you can see, you know, Drew McIntyre is his boy. Um, you know, that's the only straw I could grasp at that would make any sense that he didn't want him to cash in on Drew, so he knocked him out. Um, but he has no reason to get involved. He's not a wrestler. He hasn't done anything in the ring for a couple years, I think. Um, it was him and Braun, wasn't it? I think him and Braun had that match. Yeah, yeah. So, and then him and Drew were going back and forth on Twitter, and I thought that could have led to something. So, who's to say? You know, it sounds like Fury wants to get involved, but his real life job is kind of holding him back. Probably, but maybe I don't know. So, um, but, but yeah, I'm, this I'm, will be I'm, fun to see what happens with him. Like I said, Fury, unless you're just going to do the whole lose, 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 and then he wins. He's not going to beat Roman, though. I mean, if Drew could have beat Roman in his own damn country, Greg, 
<laughs> I don't know why we would have Fury be the guy to dethrone Roman. You know what, though? There could be so many failed attempts that we just get used to it. And yeah. there's that one time where he pulls it off and we're all sitting in stunned silence because exactly. we're used to him just finding a new way to fail. Yeah. So, you know, they could be doing something like that. Uh, Bianca Belair interrupted damage control. Uh, that's her name going forward. Uh, kind of leading because Bailey was the one who got the pin on Bianca. So I think I'm I'm fine with going Bianca and Bailey for a bit there. Uh, Damian Priest defeated Rey Mysterio. And how about Lashley defeating the Miz? Only to have Dexter Loomis with the greatest gif of all time sliding under the ring as Miz was coming down and then chokes him out. So, Greg, is Loomis just going to have to, like, is the Miz going to eventually get Loomis on his side so that he has Champa and Loomis as, like, you know, his boys somehow? I hope not. No. Is that too easy? For, for one, I hate Champa being on the Miz's side to begin with. I get yeah. the purpose of it, but Champa needs to be Champa. I mean, own. On his own, you know, psycho killer, not wearing the stupid card around his neck and uh, being a Miz clone. <laughs> and like I said, it's going to take a little bit more time to undo the hot mess that Vince left him with. And this is one of those things. So I know it's just a matter of being patient. You know, we're going to get old Champa back. Um, it's like we're going to get the, you know, old theory back. We're going to have old... You know, uh, Gargano and the the NXT guys are going to be resumed to their former glory. So it's just a matter of being patient, waiting it out. But I do not want to see Loomis and Miz and Champa, you know, forming this weird stable. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know what we do with Loomis right now. But um, it's fun to see him pop up in places for now. Um, and also, we did see a little. There was that weird backstage segment. I don't know if you caught it, Greg, but Dewdrop and Nikki Ash arguing in the back, and Nikki throws the the uh, the mask at Dewdrop. So maybe finally getting rid of the superhero aspect for Nikki Ash and becoming Nikki, whatever her name was. Uh, what was her name? Nikki it's Davis. still Nikki Cross. Nick, Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Cross. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about right here. The the old characters are getting restored. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Sanity Nikki. I would love to have Sanity Nikki back. But just, you know, done with superhero Nikki. Get rid of that. And, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen, like, the weird stuff going on backstage, but nobody mentions it. And, and it's on. yeah, it's... Uh, now the car crash stuff I still don't get because they've had a couple. They've had a couple like they definitely had the car crash scene when the Miz was walking by, and then they also had a car crash scene like a few weeks ago. Right, and there seems to be a car crash every episode. Yeah. So you kind of wonder what's that? What that's about? Yeah. And and later it'll be explained, but I love how it just. Just you know, it's just there, and nobody mentions it. And you, unless you're paying attention to what's happening in the background, you don't see it. And you see, you know, mysterious things lurking. It's probably something long-term going on that they'll piece together. 
three, six months from now, and then, you know, it'll all make sense. But uh, I know I see it. You probably see it because, you know, we're. You know who we need on the case? Rizongo. They're a detective. <laughs> yeah. We're doing great. We don't need to bring everybody back. Well, Breeze, um, that, Breeze is back on Up, Up, Down, Down. I'm just surprised he hasn't been back on TV yet. So, so him and Xavier Woods have the new video game stuff. Um, how about some NXT talk? So it's weird that Dewdrop and Nikki, you know, of course, lose on um, Raw and SmackDown, Greg, but then they win on NXT. Go figure. Uh, Gallus interrupted Tech Tyler Bate. That led to a high team match. You know, between Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker defeating Joe and Mark Coffey. Uh, we also saw J.D. McDonough in there, kind of, you know, looking at both guys. He defeated Wes Lee. Uh, Roxanne took the loss. Uh, Ricochet, maybe Ricochet is going to stay down there, Greg. Is that what it looks like? Yeah, I mean, give Ricochet a chance to, you know, reinvent himself, too. I mean, he was just really, really misused on the main roster. Um, after his initial push when he came up with Alistair Black and he won the tag team championships. Um, after that, it was all downhill. So he could use, you know, some momentum and maybe a title run and, you know, get his mojo back and then come back to the main roster because he still belongs on the main roster. But in the meantime, you know, he can have a great rivalry with uh, Carmelo Hayes and some of the other guys down there, you know, like Grayson Waller or, um, you know, Tony D'Angelo, you know, guys like that and really get his shine back. So for, for now, I'd definitely keep him down there because there's a lot already percolating on the main roster that, you know, he's going to not have a slot yet. So, you know, they need more star power on NXT right now because I think Triple H is seeing that just having a locker room full of green people, you know, learning their way is not the way to uh, have good view- viewership um, on the main roster uh, among the people who, you know, give it a chance. And, you know, you need some veterans down there to you know, make everything better. So, you know, why not leave Ricochet down there, leave Dewdrop and Nikki down there, and bring some other established talent down to make the whole program better. Especially if you keep towing that line where they're like, well, it's on a level of Raw and SmackDown, but it's developmental. Like, I think you got to go one way or the other. Uh, I don't, I don't like the idea of just, you know, because like he brought up, well, AW beat our developmental, but at the time he wasn't calling it developmental. So that is the one thing, and I understand you got to say the right thing, but um, yeah. Um, Miko Sadamura defeated Roxanne Perez. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember. Did we see Cora Jade come out here, or did she come out World Collide? Uh, I think it was after after the match at World's Collide, she came out and kind of mocked Miko. You know, why don't you take a match with me, and you know, it'll be your honor, kind of thing. and Miko was like, I already have a match against Roxanne Perez. And... So probably going to have to get her and Miko. And, you know, Sotomora down there, that's a huge hit. Just of her, you know, international power. Uh, 
I know statewide she hasn't won that well. Uh, Axum defeated Nathan Frazier in their first three, uh, first match of best of three. Uh, hopefully this won't be a Seamus Cesaro where they end up tied and they become a tag team, but they're probably going to be a tag team. Because <laughs> they've already they've already kind of shown on-screen chemistry, right? So mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to be a tag team down the road after this match, or after this series. Yeah, I'm, the series are a lost start. I mean, the, yeah. I used to love the series when they did it back in the day during the territories, old NWA and um, SmackDown had a lot better than it too. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with a good series and you know build the anticipation. You know, one match a week, and you know it's always going to end up tied with you know the fifth match in the series or the seventh match in the series. You know, all comes down to this kind of thing. So we know it's going to happen, but, you know, the build up and how they do it, there's so many avenues you could go down to make it, you know, the must-see thing. Um, and they've gone away from doing that for a long time. So uh, seeing the series come back, and especially when the two, you know, great talents like these guys. So uh, well, they up as a, you know, as a tag Likely the very similar styles, and um, but it's a way to to show everybody that these aren't two random people just getting thrown together, yeah. um, the way they've been doing, and showing these guys can work together. Their styles complement each other, and if they work together, they can come up with some great like tandem offense stuff like that. So they won't you know, have to can't be mad at each it. Other, like black cool combat club, but they can they can fight each other. Uh, I believe I was at night of champions. Our Clash of Champions when Sheamus and Cesaro had the final match that ended up tied, <laughs> which was is what it is. But I, yeah. that. But, I think that's I think, how Birch and Lorcan came together is having a yeah. series of matches, and then yeah. they figure out we'd be much better as a as a team and end up being a really good team. So yeah. there's a, there's a couple names I'm surprised haven't been brought back for NXT yet, but. Really haven't seen much of either one on the indie scene as well. Uh, finally, how about some SmackDown stuff? Um, Imperium, all back as one, back in black. Uh, you know, newer theme song, but that's fine. But presentations there, we did bring this up that Giovanni Vinci was introduced by that Clash of the Castle Greg. Oh, and of course, the big news Pat McAfee will be away from SmackDown during the college football season. Um, while he's doing college football stuff. Uh, I think he's a guy, Greg, that just wants to get his feet wet everywhere, doesn't he? <laughs> so um, names have been brought up. Uh, somebody kept asking for Nigel McGinnis. I think that would be a good name. Uh, I don't, Maybe Wade. I, I think Wade Barrett with Michael Cole could be something. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think Nigel is the guy that... Yeah. Because really like, um, him and Michael Cole will work very well together. I mean, you still remember back to that first uh, UK pay-per-view. It felt like Cole had energy renewed to him, and uh, you know, it'll be a different aura, but McAfee comes back, what, you know, after January, and you know, shows back up, maybe at Rumble time or something, and we're back off and running with him doing Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, trying to break Michael Cole every segment. So, uh, yeah, any thoughts there, Greg, about McAfee being 
way. I figured they would use Corey Graves in the time being, but you mm-hmm. know, they definitely need somebody. I think I think going outside the box would be ideal. Yeah, um, you know, shout out to to McAfee. You know, get your money, man. College game day is is big, big deal, and that's only going to be, you know, more shine for WWE because, you know, he's not going to – they're not going to shy away from the fact that he's a wrestling announcer. So he's going to come up here and there, and, um, you know, he's going to give them shout-outs. Um, so, you know, good on him. You know, do your thing. Come back. Uh, in the meantime, I would love to see uh, Nigel McGinnis – uh, take the spot at the desk. Remember, I was calling for him to sit in for Worlds Collide. Um, his energy is awesome. His his knowledge is, you know, top notch, and he'd be perfect sitting there next to Cole. Um, I like your uh, pick of Wade. Uh, Wade, he'd be a, a great um, sounding board also. Or um, I don't know what the the deal is between. Uh, why he left or anything, but I used to love Mauro Ronaldo. Uh, I think he was having a big issue with uh, JBL because I think JBL was on the desk when Mauro was there, and maybe they did not get along. Um, but I'd love to see Mauro come back. Uh, he's got that McAfee type of energy to him, to also. So I think Cole and Mauro would be a fun to listen to. So. Um, and and how about now that he's retired again? Why not put Ric Flair back there? You know who would no, love to see no, Ric Flair? No, 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 no. <laughs> not Ric Flair on commentary. I can't even understand what he talks sometimes, Greg. You're gonna put him <laughs> on commentary? No, uh, everybody would be here for it. Rick I'd love Flair to hear Ric Flair on commentary. Away from everything and just go enjoy the. Whatever he's doing now, car show commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about Imperium back? Our boys are back. All yep. one, one for all. <laughs> love it. I loved Imperium, and um, you know another, you know Vince McMahon casualty, and now Triple H has brought him back, giving back the old presentation. You know, no more red jackets for Gunter. You know, back to the classic black and white, and I'm loving it. That match they had against the Brawling Brutes was a banger. And, uh, you know, we're going to see more of that. I mean, you know, keep them strong because, you know, when they stand across from the bloodline, it's going to be one of those moments where everybody's going to be on their on the edge of their seats. Um, and that's all. That's what it's all about. You need that competition. You need people that stand across the ring from the bloodline that get your gets your energy up and you know it's not just going to be another you know whole hum type of match and imperium can definitely bring it so uh love that they're back in full force uh drew mcintyre uh came at solo sequoia sequoia sorry after his you know interference and then he is in the no contest at the end talk about a a couple days for solo just you know right up to the main event but uh carrying cross takes out Drew McIntyre with the cross jacket. Uh, there's our main event for main or for uh, Extreme Rules, Greg. Because I'm hearing Roman will probably not be there, so it'll be interesting to see a main event with no title, but 
you know, possibly number one contendership in a way uh, between Drew and Carrion there. So uh, what do we think about, you know, Solo kind of stepping up to the plate and the Drew McIntyre match with him? Yeah, love Solo stepping up. You know, he's getting the proper introduction to the uh, main roster. And, you know, he was having a great match with Drew before, you know, the shenanigans at the end happened. But this way he doesn't take an L on his first night out. Yeah. Um, he looks like a guy who can hang with Drew. And he fits right in, you know, standing between his brothers in the bloodline uh, and Sami Zayn of just, Wondering what the uh, over under is on how many more weeks before he takes a triple super kick and is ousted from the bloodline. Because um, you know that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We don't need Sammy in there anymore. Yeah. It is funny watching him, you know, dance I, the Sammy dance while the bloodline is is power is doing their uh, oh, yeah. swag filled strut to the ring and Sammy's there throwing off the whole thing. Uh, love that, but um, you know, like you said, we don't need Sammy back there anymore. Where you have the three Usos now, you know, in full effect here and ready to go. So, um, yeah, love it. So, yeah, how about your boy? Uh, he's going to get his name back. It looks like because L.A. Knight, you have to get. Go through some days to get to the night, or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like <laughs> looks like we'll get the return of LA Knight sooner rather than later, Greg. That should be fun stuff. Well, just when you figure he's going to do the manager thing, and that's going to get his exposure, and he's eventually going to get in the ring and do his do his stuff. Um, <laughs> I like Max Dupree better than LA Knight as far as ring names go, but. You know, as long as he gets back in the ring and starts doing his thing and, you know, that talk show segment that I've been chomping on for over a year, it's it's on the way. It's on the way. Once he gets the mic in his hand and starts doing promos like he can do, yeah. it's going to happen. So uh, I'm just here for it, ready for it. And, you know, I won't have to tell you I told you so because you'll know it the moment it happens. Oh, but uh, for the rest of Steven Nation, who may be uh, new to the game, just tuning in, it's like I called this a long time ago. So, you know, if that's what it takes to to get the show, you know, bring back LA Knight and do the thing. So, but I think the, you uh, Maxine still with the um, the models. Yeah, let her kind of do that thing. Or it could be Maxine's male models or something yeah. like that. So you keep the the acronym in place. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, then, you know, eventually they might take up some land, but at the same time, let's face it, they're just a, you know, kind of a comedy filler act for the time being. So. Uh, Raquel Nalia picked up another win, Greg, over Toxic, Toxic Attraction. I don't necessarily like Toxic Attraction coming in on SmackDown and losing, but, uh, you know, then probably doing double duty until Manny Rose is ready to come up. It probably makes sense, but. Uh, what about Ronda Rousey? We're going to get her and Liv for the third time. Any thoughts on there? Does Shayna show up in that match, Greg? Um, I think after the match, after Ronda beats Liv, which I'm already going and predicting that's going to happen, that uh, they come out and 
beat down Liv and maybe do a, you know, a bone breaking of some sort, uh, you know, putting their arm in the chair, the old, you know, the way they usually, you know, break limbs in WWE, you know, folding the chair around the arm or the leg or something like that. And um, so the tag team with Ronda and Shayna is imminent, I think. But um, is it this is all part of solving the Sasha and Bailey problem with the, them having no competition? Um, you're gonna have toxic attraction up there. You're gonna have potentially Ronda and Shayna. Um, you're gonna have Aaliyah and Raquel for the short term. The short term. Um, so you're and you're gonna have uh, Bailey's group. Um, damage control. So you already have a much better field than they had when they left with just those four teams. And there's going to be more added to the mix. You know, eventually going to bring Caden Carter and um, Katana, whatever her name is, they're going to be there. And so it's all about, you know, deepening the field of contenders for Sasha and Bailey. So those matches make sense. The titles make sense, uh, have some value. And, um, no, now you solve the problem of, and keep Sasha and Naomi happy, and then the you have another legit tag or title picture happening. I mean, I might go the opposite of you, Greg, and say maybe Shayna tries like accidentally cost Ronda the match. Right, the I jealousy I, angle. Yeah, I feel like Ronda and Shayna. I want them together, but at the same time, they probably should destroy the. They should probably destroy the tag team division if you really consider it. So maybe them going at each other first, you know, um, is the way to go. But and it gives Liv a good, you know, heavy, I mean, Liv keeps winning that way, Greg. But at the same time, that's kind of how they're positioned, Liv. So you know, a win over three wins over Ronda and a win over Shayna, that's quite the notches in your championship defense belt, as it were. So. Uh, True. I'll be interested to see which way they go on that. Uh, Braun Strowman destroyed the Alpha Academy. Like we said, we don't know what Braun is headed for yet. Hopefully used the right way, though. Um, hopefully he's not behind the car, the car wreck stuff. Uh, even though it was fun to see him, you know, destroy stuff here and there. But uh, then we did talk about Drew and Solo uh, ending in a no contest. So, um, yeah. Uh, or Sammy whenever he gets kicked out. Uh, but like I said, if that gives me Sammy and KO together, give it hey, to me. There you go. Give me the shirt. Give me the everything on that end. So, uh, let's get in our quick realty talk. Then we'll get some AW talk and uh, our last call. So uh, Let's get this quick realty talk and talk up AW and all of that over the week What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. So we got Moxley 
interrupting MJF. MJF is a Buffalo guy, so he had to turn the crowd against him in that regard. Uh, but Moxley and MJF is probably the way to go because of the punk factor and punk being out. So, uh, any thoughts there, Greg, at the beginning of the night? No, I liked it. That uh, now it's going to shift to uh, MJF and, and Moxley. It's going to be a, a great rivalry. And, um, you know, you when you bring back MJF, you want him against the top dog. And if there's not going to be a poke and a way to reheat that rivalry, and there's been enough time since the dog collar match for that to have been a real thing, then this is the next best thing. And um, doing the tournament, have Moxley be the man and, you know, have it jump off from there. So I uh, love this segment. The promo was great, you know, from MJF and then from Moxley, their interaction. Is he going to be able to keep up with uh, Moxley at all? Nope. Uh, on the on the stick, or sorry, is Moxley going to be able to keep up with MJF on the stick? Absolutely not. But, uh, you know, just the realism they're going to hit you with is going to be awesome. So I'm here for it. And Moxley doesn't need to in a way. Because uh, when Moxley does talk, I think, you know, he carries on. Uh, your yeah. friend, Death Triangle, pick up a good win to win the AW World Trios Championship. Like I said, I don't believe they mentioned interim. I think they just said straight up winning it, right? So there you go. To beat new, new champs, what I thought, you know, best friends in Orange Cassidy should win. But uh, kind of funny how both our teams ended up there. But, I mean, no doubt about it, they both deserve to be there. And probably in the first place should have been the inaugural champion, if you really think about it. Uh, any thoughts on that match? I thought a really solid match. And, you know, best friends in the Orange Cassidy, when they come to time, Greg, they can really go in the ring. I mean, we still think back to some of those pandemic, you know, matches like Orange Cassidy and Jericho and best mm-hmm. friends in uh, Proud and Powerful. I mean, they can really hold their own when it comes to it. So. Yeah, absolutely can. It, it was a great match. Um, really enjoyed it. And um, not just because... You know, my team was the one that ended up winning. Um, it's interesting dynamic always when you put, you know, two fan favorite teams in there against each other and seeing how it plays out. But it just ended up being a super solid match that everybody had plenty to cheer for on both sides. And, um, you know, there was no real loser because, you know, the fans won. You know, everybody looked great. And, you know, that triangle ended up being the ones with, crown the new champions so yep uh and i we didn't even talk about it tony storm is our interim women's champion <laughs> uh she did defeat penelope ford uh whenever we get thunderstorm uh one-on-one i think that should be fun to kind of see which direction they go with that um as well Greg. yeah um i'm sure they're going to keep tony as the champ until Thunder Rosa is ready to come back. I'm just curious what's going to happen. There's been the talk about Thunder Rosa having requested her release and not getting granted her release. So seeing if there's more uh, fire behind that smoke. So it's not just on the men's side that all this uh, dysfunction is happening. You know, Thunder's not happy that she's not being presented or presented like the champion she is and 
you know, the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, her last handful of interviews with Tony have all been interrupted. She's been beaten down. She has barely got a chance to say anything before somebody else interrupts her. So, you know, this run as champion has not been a good one for her. So if I was her, I wouldn't be mad, too. Yeah, and her husband denied it. Uh, and no word on what the actual injury is. I feel like that's been very hush-hush. Which, I think know, there was fine. something about her back. She was talking about not being able to walk. Her back was okay. uh, in too much pain, and she wasn't able to, uh, barely able to move. So listening to her on, she's a, on Busted Open Radio on that's Fridays. Okay. And uh, she was talking about she has a back injury that's, been the main cause of her not being able to. It was only given a 30 second wrestle. promo, right? So she yeah. obviously couldn't get into that, you know, in that regard. So, um, Wardlow defeated Tony Nese. Um, it's about time we get Wardlow like a real feud, or do we like him just picking up wins here and there? And or picking up wins, not here and there, so picking up wins and kind of just moving along. I think it's probably time for some sort of feud, though, right? Yeah, uh, problem is with with the MJF thing um, going the way it did, it took away all of Wartlow's steam, all his momentum, everything just got squashed. Um, he had his big match where he beat MJF, but after that, then there was that aura member of is MJF even going to be there? Yeah, all of his uh, momentum was taken away because all the attention was on MJF and then he cut his big pipe bomb promo and he disappeared. So what left Wartlow was left as the you know collateral damage because you know now he had this big win but it had all gone to waste. because uh, all the attention was on Max and nobody was looking at him. And so this is kind of the way in my view that uh, they're gonna try to get his momentum back, have him get some good wins. Um, just beat a range of guys until it's time to bring somebody in uh, just for him and have a real feud. So uh, I can see him doing this for, you know, another month, month and a half, uh, get his theme back, get people down with the reason they, you know, fell in love with him in the first place again, and then have them have a big, you know, epic rivalry going on. Uh, yep. with the championship on the line. Uh, Brian Danielson defeated uh, Hangman out of Page. He'll face Chris Jericho, who got a bye. Uh, so does Danielson get his win back off Jericho next week to kind of move ahead into the AW World Championship final, I think it would be. So. Yeah, it's you can go either way because We've already painted Moxley into the other side of the bracket. And if Moxley is up with Jericho, you got your history there. If it ends up being with Danielson, you got your history there. And so there's no wrong answer right here. Both matches are going to be epic. And um, I think the better one is going to be with Danielson because they've already had one epic match. But you know, in the AEW system, you know, we could use another one. Um, we've seen them go with Jericho a few times, and they've had a full-blown rivalry already Already, when uh, Jericho was leading the heel inner circle. So 
been there, done that, got the T-shirt. So the better idea was would be to have two BCC guys uh, in there with each other, uh, knocking each other bloody. So I think that's the way it's going to end up going. And speaking of Blackpool Combat Club, we have a title change. So Gar- Daniel Garcia defeats Little Yuta to win the ROH Pure Championship. And it should be interesting to see where Daniel Garcia ends up next week. Because you got to imagine he's going to be pulled one way or the other, Greg, right, between Danielson and Jericho next week. But um, kind of surprising to see a title change, right? Does that mean, you know, does that keep Yuta still in the um, Blackpool Combat Club? If he, you know, if Garcia's in there? I feel like you could keep both of them in there. And like I said, you know, kind of let Danielson be a mentor or coach, you know, as their tag team goes or if they want to do single stuff. But um, pretty surprised to see Garcia win. Uh, on a, you know, I thought they faced each other at Ring of Honor and mm-hmm. Will or Yuta won. And then you had Garcia calling him out in the scrum afterwards. But now you have Garcia win on like a random AW Dynamite. And uh, when you, you know, you had your Grand Slam stuff coming up in a couple weeks. So uh, what did we think about all that? Yeah, um, I think just because he loses the match, uh, that being Yuta, you know, he's not going to get kicked out of the club. Um, and Garcia is, he is definitely, you know, BCC material. He should be in there. And they, you know, go ahead and shake hands and, you know, you have another member of the group, you know, he's, he's earned his way in uh, by having a great match uh, with the champ. And that was a fantastic match. I loved how it went down and you see the, the fans are really into Garcia now. Um, I'm loving him. The guy's has that uh, hook edge to him. And, um, He's really getting over, uh, especially with the uh, with the fans. You know, Chaddy, that you're a wrestler instead of you're a sports entertainer. And you see it starting to sink in. He's still resisting it, but um, you're gonna have that moment. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm a wrestler," and I'm gonna join the other wrestlers and uh, leave Jericho hanging. So I think that's what's gonna happen with it. And you can still have he, him, and Yuta. You know, form a team and go after tag team gold, while Moxley and Danielson ended up being the primary singles wrestlers. Okay. Um, they wouldn't really make sense as a tag team. So I can see something like that happening. Or like you, I know you said you could also do Garcia Danielson if you really wanted to, but I feel like we or you to Garcia as the tag team makes a lot more sense. Uh, how about some? There's a few stuff that happened on. Uh, Rampage, Sammy Guevara picked up a win. Serena D picked up a win. Claudio picked up a win over Dax Harwood. Man, they are they are pushing the Dax Harwood match of the year candidate, aren't they, Greg? They're just <laughs> we might we might have his name as wrestler of the year, even his tag team aspect. Uh, and I believe Samoa Joe was back uh, calling out. Yep. Uh, what's his name again? John Jacob or what? Whoever, he called out somebody from, um, uh, what is it, the team, I can't remember. You have to help me out. But anyways, so Samoa Joe back is always good to see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Joe, and any thoughts on Rampage? No, just you know, good matches, and always good to see Joe back, ready to you know conduct some business, and um, got a nice promo. Um, I wasn't crazy about the Claudio and Dax match, but it was good. It was, yeah. um, but yeah, they're really pushing Dax as a singles wrestler. I wonder what that's about, but because um, there's no reason to, to break up FTR. Um, I think it's so. just one of those things. Just kind of he just does it here and there, you know. I, I mean, they still probably push as a tag team, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. being uh, the three. Triple A and the ROH and New Japan uh, title holders, but um, and you know we did get it. We're gonna have to get them a Motor City Machine Gun down the road. It looks like so we'll hopefully get that in the next couple of weeks and uh, let that kill kill the game as they say. So uh, yeah. yeah, and Sammy and Darby was the uh, the show stealer of the night. That was a yeah. fantastic match. So probably surprising Sammy picked up the win. No, not at all. Uh, especially with all the, uh, you know, shenanigans going on with the JAS and all the people who who are available to get involved. You know, you kind of expected it, but um, like I said, doing it that way, you know, it doesn't affect Darby much, and you know, he still looks like, you know, the hero at the end of the day. So, but but yeah, love the match and even love the finish. So. No wrong answer there. Uh, and I didn't really have any last call. Do you have any last call you want to throw out, Greg, or wrap up the show? Did your Chargers pick up the win? I think I saw they picked up a win. Chargers won 24-19, forcing lots of turnovers. Khalil Mack, I think, had two sacks in a first forced fumble in his first game. So, you know, look out for that duo, the Bosa and Mack. Um, yeah, my, my Colts got a coming off the edges. So, well, we figure both our teams went undefeated. <laughs> uh, yeah. Semantically. I will Neither say. Neither one of them lost. The Colts put in 17 points in the fourth quarter. Too bad that, you know, couldn't have showed up in the beginning of the game. Uh, but, yeah. Well, I was reading here, SB Nation put five of the last six Raider Chargers game have been decided, decided by one score. The September 2022 Chargers win by five. January 2022 Raiders win by three. December 2020 Chargers won by three. November 2020 Raiders won by five. December 2019 Raiders won by two. So there must have been a six game where it was more than one score. But uh, that's what happens when you get rivalries, right? Like rivalry games. Exactly. No way. To, no better way to start the season by beating your hated rival. Yeah. You know, just 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 start things off. So beating the getting your first win against the Raiders, yes, especially since we lost the opportunity for the playoffs against the Raiders yeah. to end the season last year. So. Yeah, they definitely you know. should make like the first week all divisional type game. I know the end of the season usually is that type. Um, yeah. But. Like our my Colts played the Texans and uh, whatnot. All right, well, if that's it, I think I think we're good. I think we think we covered all the bases because I figured the CM Punk All Elite news would take precedent, 
because of you know and and the fact that there's legal action possibly i i don't see legal action happening i think they'll at least let that slide but you know like we said greg i don't know how you're gonna come back from this so um i i think we well like we said we probably need to hear something on cm punk in like whether he's suspended or you know, out indefinitely or suspended indefinitely or something. Because right now, I feel like there's not been any word other than, you know, taking the title away. Beer Tony Khan, what do you do? Yes, that's your last call. I mean, I just have to, I hate saying that, I think you have to cut the cord and just kind of let it be. I mean, it sucks because you know Tony Khan doesn't want to do it. I mean, look how he is with his wrestlers. (laughs) You know, like, you know, every scrum, he's all about them, but, and, and I guess on CM Punk in, when you know you're good, you have that chip on your shoulder, but at the mm-hmm. same time, don't you almost have to have a chip on the other shoulder, like, okay, I'm in it, I'm trying to do this for the right reasons, I'm trying to be a, a veteran, you know, locker room president, unless, he, you know, unless it doesn't matter to him, but. Um, that's probably the downfall with AEW right now. Like, you know, who is that presence that can, you know, hold the hold the court, as they say, you know, like for years as Undertaker. You know, he was the the head of reason. I mean, I think Jericho's kind of too divisive too, isn't he? To be that. Yeah. I mean, are you looking at doing a uh, what did the Undertaker do the uh, wrestlers court? Yeah, that, yeah, something like that, or you know, we, I mean, like I said, it, it probably needs to be Jericho in a way because Jericho has a relationship with Punk, has a relationship with the Young Bucks, I would think. So, uh, you know, because Moxley, Moxley's probably the I'm just going to go out in the ring and do my thing, <laughs> and then yeah. go home to my beautiful wife and baby, and you know, and drink a beer and call it a day or whatever, you know, bring them on the road with me, type. So, uh, yeah, it, the Band-Aid is stuck right now, <laughs> as they say. But what do you do with most Band-Aids, Greg? You just rip them off. And that's, True. A, that's what I think you've got to do. So, uh, yeah, uh, it should be interesting to see if we have any news on that in next week to talk about. So, uh, we don't have, uh, I believe we don't have anything really uh, premium event-wise until... Uh, Extreme Rules in October, so uh, we do have AEW's Grand Slam, so those are kind of bigger events that they like to do. I thought one of those wasn't that Brody Lee winning the TNT title, I believe, back in the day. I thought yeah, it was so. close to that. So. Uh, weird to think we're coming up on, what, the year, third year anniversary of Dynamite? I think. Yeah, I think October, October was when that first episode went down, yeah. Do anything to celebrate that, but um, NXT kind of getting the, you know, the small reset here and there with what they've been doing. So, um, yeah. Uh, any last words for the good of the cause, Greg? Uh, well, shout out to my Chargers for getting the win. Um, surprisingly, watched the uh, Vikings take the uh, Packers behind the woodshed. So oh. that was unexpected. Um, but, uh, Looking forward to, you know, some more great matches. You have some stuff to look forward to. Uh, 
uh, with the um, solo uh, insertion into the bloodline with uh, Johnny Gargano's first match coming up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing that um, and what they're going to do with him. And um, a lot of uh, interesting, you know, storylines yet to unfold, especially with uh, the elite and all the fallout with that. Um, so lots of good stuff on the horizon. And after uh, three premium live events last weekend, it's nice to have a week to take a break and let's enjoy football and get ready for, you know, the next thing that rolls out. So great work, great work by everybody. Um, and we've already mentioned like the uh, Swerve and the Acclaimed and uh, Seamus and Gunther, uh, everybody who's holding it down, throwing down these uh, banger matches, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. All right, well, enjoy it. Enjoy the week, and we will talk to you guys next weekend and get it all popping again. So thanks for watching another episode of Super Kick with Steven. And we'll be back right here live at 6 p.m. for all your viewing pleasure.